Welcome forward now. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable. I am your host, Lynn Richardson, here on KBLA Talk 1580. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. Hey, hey, now this is the Millionaire's Roundtable, and we are talking about topics that are impacting our wealth, topics that are impacting our health, uh, and topics that are impacting the stealth of communities of color. Of course, I have with he, with me here today uh, my business partner and sister and friend, your icon and legend, MC Light. MC Light, welcome to the roundtable. Thank you. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to be with you. Of course, of course. You know, um, this season, and I'm going to call everything that has happened since the start of the pandemic a season, because I almost feel like even though the weight of the pandemic um, has been lifted to a degree, uh, we are still plagued with plagues. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I think I need to read in the Bible where they talked about the plagues because it feels like they're coming uh, one day at a time. Um, while we're trying to build millionaires one day at a time, one dollar at a time, one dime at a time, it seems like something new is being thrown at us. And not that there weren't issues happening before, mm-hmm. but it just appears that they are almost coming in avalanche fashion. Um, you know, there's a lot that's happening with the former president. Yeah. There's a lot that's happening with the uh, hearings uh, for the insurrection. Um, there's a lot that's happening in the economy, mm-hmm. uh, the stock market, uh, either, you know, completely crumbling and or attempting to recover. Inflation uh, is at an all time high. Mm-hmm. Interest rates are going up, although interest rates are not as high as they could be. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a word of caution to those who say interest rates are too high, so I'm not going to buy a home. Well, no, that's not true. Those low interest rates uh, at two and three percent were only here for a very short time in history. I mean, I've been in the mortgage business for over 20 years and they were never, ever that low. As a matter of fact, they were nine and 10%. And from what I understand, 14 and 15% about you know a decade before I came into the business. Um, but notwithstanding all of that, uh, we are still being met with uh, one decision, one piece of news after the next from Brianna Taylor uh, to uh, Ahmad's uh, killers being sentenced um, and also to what's happening in the financial markets and in the financial world. And one of the things that, you know, we have been talking about homeownership is the foundation for building wealth. And there is a certain billionaire, very well, well-known billionaire out there whose company mm. has now been fined which means it's been proven, it's happened, it's mm-hmm. not just speculation and anymore. And they've admitted. And they've admitted to redlining and discriminating against African-American homeowners in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Black and Latino. Black and Latino mm-hmm. uh, homeowners in Philadelphia by basically deciding that they were not going to lend in certain neighborhoods. Yeah. You know, it, I don't know, necessarily know if it's as shocking to me that it's being considered it's, it's, it's shocking to me that it's actually happening because a lot of people have to participate in that. Oh, yeah. It, it has to be a ring of folks who, who don't care or, you know, some of them who know 
are aware of what's happening, they don't want to uh, become involved in stopping it because then they're going to be looked at as, you know, someone who's difficult to work with or someone who's going against the flow of this crooked and crazy system that they already have going on. So oftentimes you'll find people who call themselves innocent bystanders who watched the company that they work for do this to many others. And it was New Jersey and Delaware as well. So there's three, uh, three places, three different places where this was being carried on. And the fine that they'll pay is uh, $20 million to make loans in undeserved, uh, underserved, underserved. Uh, neighborhoods, which is, you know, somewhat terrifying because it doesn't say that they have to do it in the neighborhoods where they redlined. So they can actually give it somewhere else. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure there are probably some stipulations um, for them to cover those areas where they had been discriminating okay. um, and make a commitment to lend in those areas. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the other part of it is once somebody decides they don't want to lend to you in an area, do you even want their money? I mean, that's neither here nor there. It shouldn't be happening. But at some point, I don't even want your money. I don't want your loan. I don't right. want um, what it is that you have to offer if this is... Um, the way, you know, there are so many other ways for us to use our power and what is becoming more, um, clear to me mm -hmm. is that discrimination is all about the usurping of power. Mm -hmm. When you discriminate against someone, you want to take away their power to earn a living. You want to take away their power to build wealth. Mm -hmm. You want to take away their power to vote, mm -hmm. which means the very fact that you are discriminating means you are either afraid of the power you don't have or the power that you do have is not valid. And so in order to uh, be in a place where either the power that you don't have can still be fake and in place or the power that you do have that's not in order will remain in place, then you have to rob other people of their power. Well, I love the idea that they're being made to do right. They're, made, they're being made to do right. And also with that, they have agreed to hire mortgage loan officers in impacted neighborhoods as well as pay monetary fine of $4 million. So, okay, so, so now they're also having to give some jobs to some people of color, which, you know, sometimes... People have to be, they have to be made to do right. They've done that silliness for so long yeah. that they have been indoctrinated into a, a system that they feel is normal. Yeah. Which is why oftentimes when you talk to people about what is racist, they don't even know. Yeah. 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 No, it, it's, a, it's, it's, it's really... There's so many layers to this, and one of the layers that I want to break down is the hiring of the loan officers, because that sounds like a good idea, but I'm not so sure. It's one of the things that I address uh, quite frequently in my class, How to Buy a Home. You know what? The harvest is here, and the time is now. It is our season to win, and homeownership is still possible. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward. Now, this is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. 
All right, this is the Millionaire's Roundtable. And yes, we are talking about topics that are impacting uh, the wealth of uh, black and brown people. Uh, I'm excited about uh, a new project that we're working on, by the way. Um, stay tuned, everybody, for the state of black wealth in America. Um, we are going to uncover uh, some stuff that's out there happening, and we are going to make it known to you. And don't worry, you're going to catch it right here on the Millionaire's Roundtable, at the Millionaire's Roundtable, in the Millionaire's Roundtable, whichever uh, phrase you want to use. Uh, so yes, like uh, there's a certain billionaire whose mortgage company has been discriminating against black and Latino families in Philadelphia, New, Philadelphia, New Jersey, and Delaware. And uh, the purported solution is a fine. You know, these fines, I don't, I don't know. You know what? We when we were talking, I think you make them pay. Like you know. Yeah, but pay. Who are you paying? Well, if you're gonna find somebody, pay the people that you discriminated against. Yeah, that who, would be nice. Who yeah. does the fine money go to? Does well, it go to the government to make loans in underserved neighborhoods? That's what they said. Yeah, they but so now you're being fined. So you have to actually set aside money to loan that you were gonna loan anyway. That's not a punishment. Well, the, the, the real thing is they might have had, that money would have gone somewhere else. So now they're saying this money specifically has to go to these communities. Yeah, but that's not a punishment. You, do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Because they're going to earn interest off of that money. It's, it's, almost, it's like, okay, so I've, it's not as if they have had to go find another $20 million to loan. Right. They were going to loan $20 million somewhere, anywhere. Right. Anyway, I, in their whole pie of lo of loaning right, money. I guess that the DOJ is a punishment because now we have to intercede. We have to come up in your business and tell you what you have to do to make it right. The thing is, though, I don't want to charge this against Warren Buffett. This is a subsidiary. We never said his name, but okay. Oh, well. Go I on. Mean, the, the story is all over the place. It's, in, it's on every uh, news outlet that there is. So it's not like we're breaking some, you know, breaking some story. We're just talking about the details. That's yeah. Cool. But what I wanted to say is one of these folks that worked at this specific location um, was seen um, taking photos with Confederate flags and also uh, was calling certain neighborhoods ghettos. He was the manager of one of the locations. Wow. So this isn't just someone who's ignorant and who's brought up in a house that are unfamiliar or, or haven't had any relationships or going-ons with people of color. These are specific, this specific person was really, you know, intertwined in what could really be a racist activity with racist organizations. Which brings me back to my point yes. about part of the solution being to hire loan officers. Well, loan officers are only as good as the training they get. Loan officers are only as good as the amount of knowledge that they are willing to seek. Mm -hmm. And loan officers are only as good as the amount of knowledge that is available for them to seek. Mm -hmm. So it has to be willing to go find it, but then also it's available. When I, when I came in the mortgage business, I realized now I was fighting discrimination all the time without even knowing it. Mm -hmm. um, I was fighting biases um, because I went 
and I accessed all of the information that was available to me. Mm -hmm. So when I submitted a file, before I submitted a file to an underwriter, I knew everything about that loan. I knew everything about that program. I knew what the guidelines were and guidelines are pretty much like laws. So if a criminal attorney has to go research a law about a specific type of crime or a, an estate planning attorney has to go look at the law about a specific way you can deal with your estate in a certain, uh, your estate in a certain state, um, a loan officer has to go look up the law for that particular loan program. And then we have to go look up the law beneath the law to ensure that whatever is there. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, because, you know, like today in 2022, if you read something, you could read a paragraph anywhere on, on in the newspaper online. But then there's a hyperlink to click. Well, you got to click there to go find out what that is, but you haven't even read the article yet. So I had to go, uh, if you will, I had to go click the hyperlinks, you know, of that time. There was really no internet at that particular time when I first came in the business. But my point is I also used common sense. So, you know, one of those instances was I was trying to verify the rent for a home buyer um, on the south side of Chicago. And he lived in the building, basically Miss Jackson on the first floor was his landlord. She owned the building. She had owned it for 200 years. And that is what it was. And she did not take checks. You know, the landlord in the building on the first floor don't take checks, cash only. And people were cashing their checks at the currency exchange. So people were accustomed to paying their bills with cash. Well, when it was time for him to buy a home, the lender wanted either 12 months of canceled checks mm. or a letter from the management agency. Mm. Well, you don't have management agencies on the south side of Chicago. <laughs> the agency is Miss Jackson on the first floor mm. and she making greens and ham hocks on Sunday. OK, right. that's about as far as she go in terms of an agent situation as you're going to get. Right. Now, if you live in Naperville or Schaumburg, or, you know, let's say in, in Los Angeles, if you live in Calabasas or whatever, then yes, maybe you have a management agency. So I had to challenge the underwriter and I had to say, you cannot tell me that Miss Jackson's letter, who owns the building, is less valuable and is less valid than the management agency's letter that is representing the owner in, in the suburbs. Right. You can't tell me that there's different value. Right. And the guidelines do not state. It says letter from the management company. Mm -hmm. So if Miss Jackson is a sole proprietor and she is her own management company, mm -hmm. then that's just what it is. Right. And, and so my loans got approved um, because I was able to basically break that down. Mm -hmm. But how many loan officers are doing that much thinking. No, they're not. But what I loved about your approach is you got in it. You became a part of it. A lot of these loan officers are dealing with these things very far apart, very uh, long-handled spoon kind of scenario. Yeah. And they're also looking at it like a computer, like everything is black and white, and that's not the truth. There are lots of gray areas that you may have to move and manipulate to get them into a white or black position. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I know of your work firsthand 
And I, I just like that you are willing to go above and beyond what any other loan officer that I've ever dealt with is willing to do. What I do appreciate is Christian Clark, the assistant attorney general who said of this matter, that this particular mortgage company unlawfully redlined uh, and denied communities of color equal access to residential mortgages, stripped them of the opportunity to build wealth, and devalued properties in their neighborhoods. Don't get me talking about the devaluation of properties um, and the fact that the great majority of appraisers are non-African-American, non-Latino, in, in other words, are, are Caucasian. And that's not to say that because you're Caucasian, you're an appraiser, that's bad, but we have to deal with that. Guess what? The harvest is here. The time is now. Let's talk about real estate, real estate, real estate. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You've seen me on Good Morning America, The Breakfast Club, and KBLA Talk. I'm so excited about sharing with you the Home Buyers Club. It's time for you to get the home of your dreams. No credit, no problem. Low credit, no problem. No down payment, no problem. I am excited about you getting a piece of the American dream. Join the Home Buyers Club today. Well, now, speaking of home ownership, we've got Mortgage companies discriminating, mm -hmm. and that's happening. Mm -hmm. They're the only ones, well, they are the ones that we know of right now that got caught. On another matter, or in another matter, mm -hmm. we've got a homeowner or somebody who thought they were going to be a homeowner in Texas, oh. sold their home, mm -hmm. buying a brand new home, put all the money down, and signed a builder contract that basically gave the builder to pull out and, and, and refuse to sell them the home for any reason whatsoever. And we all know that the reason the builder pulled out of selling this couple their, that home is greed. Hmm. Because at the time the couple put a contract on the house and built it, they were able to get it for one price mm -hmm. during you know the tougher times of the pandemic. And now that the house is built, that builder can get hundreds of thousands of dollars more for that house. So they just pull the rug from under the couple. That is, oof. That is so. Isn't that low? That's devilish. How do you sleep at night? I know. And, and you know, I'm so happy that the couple has decided to sue. Because, oh, they did. Yeah, they have yes. decided to sue because the truth, they've decided to sue the builder because the truth is they were um, somewhat threatened that if they did not sell their home, that they would not be able to continue on with the purchase of the house. Yeah. So they sold their home. Well, so, so that was discrimination as well. Mm -hmm. So they were forced to sell their home uh, by the builder because the builder probably did not have the frame of mind, the confidence, or it's a, it's a straight bias. You know, a Caucasian family can come in and buy eight homes. And if you see their uh, bank statements and everything adds up, then you believe that it's going to be okay. But let an African-American or Hispanic family come in, then somehow you believe they don't have the capacity. Somehow you believe they're going to pull out. And so you basically force them to liquidate all of their assets in order to prove that they are really committed to this process. And so I would, mm. I would 
think that there is also an additional issue there in terms of housing discrimination because I'd be I'd want to see I'd want to know if they made every single buyer do the same thing who already owned a home if you made them sell their home prior to the cert, the certain stage that this couple got to and the, and the couple is African American right absolutely they are and uh, and they have two children and yeah right now it's, it's they they were days away from closing Six yeah days away from yeah. closing I mean we and they worked tw- how many weeks did they work t- beforehand to to build this house up for the ground? And Did you say weeks? You mean uh, months? Months. I think they said sixteen months. Yeah, sixteen months. Um, to have worked that long on building a home and choosing all of the materials and getting into the nitty gritty of what, where things. Are oh going yes, and you and I both that, know that so well. And then <laughs> that snatch right from up under you, six days before closing. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 devastating, in fact. And quite frankly, you know, what I have found once again is when these kinds of practices are taking place, it's not just one person making a decision. Right. It is a whole system of folk who are um, even now I'm going to liken this to what we're learning about what's happening with the former president. Mm-hmm. I think that there are two things that are happening. There's a whole system of either fraud or basic evil that's happening, that's taking place, right? Mm -hmm. And you've got the people who are in that system, you've got these people participating and or going along. Now, some of them are uncomfortable, but perhaps they don't want to lose their job. Perhaps they don't want to, you know, rock the boat. Um, Perhaps they um, are just, you know, there are people who are very comfortable with, turning the other cheek to trouble. You know, they're not, you know, they call themselves, I'm non-confrontational. No, that's being a noodle back. That's what I call it. What's a noodle back? A noodle back. What does it sound like? Noodle back. A back without a spine? Come on now. Spineless. And I think what's happening in some of these situations, you've got spineless people who are not necessarily, um, you know, intending on being a part of it, but because you, if you don't stand up for something, you will fall for anything, basically. You know, and I think at some point, even those who would not normally participate in this kind of activity also need to be held accountable. Blow the whistle. Uh, and I'm not talking about too short song. <laughs> Blow the whistle. Be a whistleblower. Say something. Raise your hand. Call the Department of Justice. Do something. But this kind of uh, discriminatory activity is certainly just, um, it's problematic. I agree. Uh, I completely agree. I think, and it's the same thing I was saying about the, you know, the guy who didn't want to say his name, the big billionaire dude with all of the mortgage companies, is that you have people that are there that are onlookers. And they're not stopping it. Now, yeah. I wouldn't have said noodleback, but that's a great explanation it's of, of, what they, of what they are as they watch other human beings be discriminated against. Be discriminated against, killed, traumatized, uh, you know, their dreams being taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw with the insurrection, um, and I, I know I'm kind of dipping in a few other places here, but there are people who saw the former president sitting in the dining room at the White House, watching it on TV. Mm-hmm. 
Baby, let me tell you, I couldn't have been in there. First of all, I wouldn't have been in there. But if I was, Mm -hmm. if I was, oh boy, the trumpet that I would have blown Mm -hmm. to say what was happening. So, you know, I'm I'm not aware of the kind of terror that silences. Why? Because the harvest is here and the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Less BS per broadcast. Fewer microaggressions per megawatt. KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires. One family at a time. One day at a time. One dollar at a time. And one dime at a time. And that means you. Noodlebacks and setbacks. That's what we're talking <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Spineless people walking around, not standing up. Um, and let me just say this, because you mentioned that uh, someone's name that we weren't mentioning. I don't want to give anybody any more advertising. You know, there, there's a saying that um, when people, when, when you're not in the room and people are talking about you, they're basically giving you airtime. Even if good, bad, or indifferent, it's all airtime. And so I just refuse to give uh, any of these people any airtime. Not here on the Millionaire's Roundtable. We know enough about the situation um, that you can Google some keywords and find it out on your own. Um, That's one issue. The second issue is it's not about the person. It's not about the company. It's about the system. And I want people to be more focused on the system than they are on whoever is um, committing uh, whatever it is against that system. Mm -hmm. And so it it all starts with being informed. And since we've been talking a lot about homeownership, homeownership is still the foundation for building wealth. It is. Homeownership, do not let the news fool you, people. Don't Don't believe the hype. Um, the inventory is too low. It's a bad market. Yeah, if you're looking in general terms, but that has nothing to do with you and your anointing and your appointing and your grace and your time. Because if it is your time to buy, yeah. then the house out there for you is available for you, is waiting for you. Mm-hmm. The mortgage is waiting for you. Um, your budget is, is there for you to fit into. So I, I don't want people to get so caught up into what's happening and, and really trick themselves out of their own blessing. Well, what it is that you said, you know, it, it takes a lot of belief and it takes a lot of faith. And I think you have uh, belief in yourself when you are fully equipped, right? You think you can really accomplish things when you know the parameters by the parameters as well as having just the skill and the know-how. So for those who don't, who are listening now to the Millionaire's Round Table that want to have a home, what is the first thing that they should do? Go and take the free class, How to Buy a Home. Mm. And this class is comprehensive because it's going to go through all, well, as many as I could get to. But there are so many factors that could be thrown against someone who is attempting to buy a home. And so my job is to equip people 
of any color, any race, any nationality, any background, any creed, whatever it is. I don't care who you like, who you don't like, what you call yourself, what color you are. That isn't the issue. I love all people. However, I do know that there are groups of people who are categorically discriminated against. And so I have created this class to provide any human being with an opportunity to know the truth and to provide those who have categorically and systematically been discriminated against with the information that they need to identify and eradicate those potential barriers in the home buying process. So go to uh, buyahomewithlynn.info, buyahomewithlynn.info, and um, take the free class and get on the path. The other reason why I teach how to buy a home is because learning how to buy a home also includes how to keep that home, how to maintain that home, how to maintain wealth while you're in the home, how not to go into foreclosure, how to understand when the investment is a good investment and when it's not. It's uh, how to buy a home is about keeping your house in order, your entire house, your financial house, your emotional house, your mental house, your um, discipline house, your house of discipline, how you handle wealth, how you handle other people. Buying a home is not just about owning a building and moving in and, and lying down in, you know, in the bed at night and waking up and going to the kitchen and eating in your beautiful dining room. Buying a home is really um, about being an upstanding, responsible, wealth-building, wealth-creating, wealth-generating, wealth-passing-on human in this space that we call Earth. And so, you know, I want people to have a holistic approach to owning a home. The harvest is here and the time is now. I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You may have seen me on Good Morning America giving financial advice. When you get my freedom package, you get the 21 days to financial freedom and how to start a home-based business. See you in class. We're talking about home ownership and real estate happenings here on the Millionaire's Roundtable. MC Light, of course, is with us. And um, from discrimination to flat out um, denial, actually thievery. I feel like that home was stolen from that couple in Texas and granted to someone else. Um, you know, and I'm assuming that the builder sold the house to someone else for a higher price. But that is not necessarily the truth. They could have just sold it to someone else that they like. For a higher price. Yeah, or or not. Well, I think I saw something in the story where they, they originally were about to obtain the house for 500 something thousand, and now the market called for something that was higher, and I think it was on the market for 820 or something what? like that. What? Yeah. They almost got double? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah, so unfortunate, you know, that uh, people are involved. If you were talking about something that you were going to sell for one price and you didn't have a contract with yeah. someone, with people's lives and families on the other side of that, then, you know, it's what you call business. Yeah. However, you know, this capitalistic society where it's like ev everything is up for 
grabs. Yeah. So that means integrity, ethics, all of that just kind of flies out the window for some when it comes to making money. Well, you know, let me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play, I'm going to discuss the other side of this. Okay. The builder has a contract that allowed them to pull out at any time for any reason. It did. For convenience. For convenience. Paperwork says. Convenience. Convenience. Now, would, I, I don't think I would read that and say, I'm, wait a minute, what? Convenience? <laughs> out, out of your convenience? Right. At the expense of my inconvenience? Right. Attorney Deidre Woodstokes, who is a p- member of Lens List, and you know, you can go get uh, whatever information you need if you want to connect with her, go to lynnmillionaire.com. But Attorney Deidre Woodstokes, who will be with us, has been with us, uh, and will be returning for a multitude of different topics. Her position is this. As a real estate attorney, she has consistently advised her clients against signing builder contracts without attorney review. And I have to admit, I have purchased two, three homes, brand new homes, and I've signed those builder contracts without attorney review. Because I wanted the house. Right. And that's the case with most. That, I wanted the house. Mm-hmm. People don't care. They're willing to take that gamble. Now, I didn't have any clause like this in there. Oh, absolutely not. Nowhere near any of that. But the typical things. And I mean, I'm, I'm a real estate broker as well. Right. I'm a mortgage professional. But my typical attorney review process for a contract, I didn't, in, I didn't go through that with buying a home. Um, I have some knowledge. And there were some things in there that I was like, eh, you know, if I was negotiating for a different kind in a different kind of a situation, I may not go for it, but because I really want this house, you know, right. and I know somebody else is going to go for it. Those are some of the things that are happening, happening out there. The harvest is here and the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate loses and love wins. Welcome forward. Now, this is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. So we've got home ownership happenings. And yes, um, there are people who are signing contracts for new homes. Uh, and there are people signing contracts for deals that they think uh they got the deal of a lifetime. I just received uh, an inquiry from a listener who went to askland.org and essentially purchased a home um, at an auction and now is stuck with a, a problem, a huge problem. Yeah. And now the house is terrible? It's, it, there's a whole lot of stuff happening. Um, at the end of the day, there's a homeowners association issue. Mm. There's some back money due for a, a myriad of things. Out of the sale, he's supposed to get about $80,000, of which a significant portion was supposed to be allocated towards fixing up the home and getting it in livable condition. Mm-hmm. But he just came to understand that of the $80,000 he's supposed to get, over $50,000 of it belongs to the HOA. So whatever money, let's say he was going to use half of it to fix up half a reserve. Now you've got more than half of it that you won't even get. And now you can't even fix it up. So 
My question with that though is, is that something that they hid from him or was it something he did not investigate? Well, hid or hidden is relative. Mm -hmm. So let's take the instance of the builder in Texas mm -hmm. whose contract says I can pull out for convenience. Right. <laughs> now my convenience might be some issue that I know about that you don't know about. Mm -hmm. So did I hide it or is it included in convenience? Is it included in the clause? Mm -hmm. So in many of these cases with a particular property, um, if you take it as is, um, you know, if you don't do a proper title search, mm -hmm. um, if you, you know, forego and waive some of your rights, um, I don't know if it's hidden. I mean, anything can be hidden, yeah, right? I just mean the fact that he had to pay probably past due HOA bills. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And, you know, unfortunately, in some of these situations, um, yeah, I mean, you just, you never can tell. The point is, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, mm -hmm. they succeed. Mm -hmm. People need to stop running around, out here, on your own, by yourself. You haven't told anybody because you're going to show everybody, mm -hmm. but then you're the one that, that's looking crazy to everybody, to everybody mm -hmm. because you didn't say anything mm -hmm. to anybody. And I think we need to start speaking up. We need to start communicating with folks. Find your crew. Find your team. Find your, you know, your, the folks that you trust and believe in, whether they be friends, family members, business colleagues, um, financial professionals. And when you are about to make a decision, mm -hmm. talk through it. Now, I could see having gone and falling in love with that house. It's a great deal. But something in me, for me, it's the Holy Spirit. What a call that said, like, I'm about to buy this house. And there's a part that says convenience. What do you think? You'd have been like, girl, back. And I'd have been like, girl, back. Well, and, and the truth is, those people probably didn't do that. They didn't. Because they wanted that house. They wanted it so bad. Yeah. And sometimes you don't want to tell anybody about your blessing. And at the end, that bless, that what you thought was a bless is actually a mess. Yes. But the harvest is here and the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Lynn Richardson wants to help you build multiple streams of income and create more passive income for yourself. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable Round on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. So what is the action of the day? The action of the day is to speak up. The action of the day is to get knowledge. The action of the day is then to take action. Speak up. Speak what you seek until you see what you say. Talk about your dreams. Talk about what it is that you want. Communicate with the people around you. If you have no one around you to communicate with, find someone to communicate with. I am not a believer in this concept that we are supposed to figure this out on our own, keep everything a secret. Um, a lot of people say, well, I'm a private person. There's a difference between being a private person and keeping secrets. 
Privacy um, includes integrity and dignity. And sometimes secrecy has a little bit of an evil twist to it. It has a little bit of a, let me just hold this thing to myself uh, kind of uh, a feel to it. So, so know the difference. And the word that I'm going to share is this. The Bible says that the meek shall inherit the land and enjoy peace. And I want you to understand this. Meek does not mean weak. Meek is strong under fire. Meek is composed. Meek is humble. But guess what? Meek is also very bold. Meek is out loud. Meek is standing up. Meek is strong. And so as you pr proceed in this process, as you move toward uh, the next step, as you embark upon your real estate journey, be humble, be strong, be bold, stand up, be proud, continue to move towards what it is that you want. Get all of the information that you need, but do not let the information that you get uh, disable you or paralyze you. Get the advice that you need and then keep moving forward. You know, this is a season where everything that you've dreamed of, everything that you've hoped for, everything that you have believed in, it is here right now today for the taking. Some of us have to clean ourselves up. Some of us have to wake up and start to nourish ourselves, take our vitamins, do your exercise, walk. Somebody may need to stop abusing a substance. Someone else may need to stop abusing themselves, their mind, or the, the, the someone that they love. It is time for us to stand up in our rightful position and take what it is that belongs to us. And that is peace and power and joy and love and truth. Yes, the harvest is here and the time is now. And yes, it is your season to win. And winning is what we're going to do. Speak what you seek until you see what you say. You've been listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable right here on KBLA Talk 1580. Oh my God, we've had so much fun together, but you still have work to do, okay? First, I want you to go to all the social media platforms and follow me at Lynn Richardson. I am on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and honey, I got a TikTok too, okay? I got a TikTok, okay? So go to all those platforms, follow me. The next thing I want you to do is to get help get started. Go to www.asklin.org. That's www.asklin.org. And guess what? I want you to stay tuned to the KBLA Midday Money Chain ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts. It's up next after news and traffic on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about.